transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Just <laughs> cut it out. Like Fuck. A fucking tumor. Jesus. Maybe leave that in. It's not a tumor. <laughs> leave it in. Leave, leave it in. Like a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Leave it in. I feel like this conversation's oh. full circle. Oh, shit. hey so, Welcome to the inaugural episode of Matinee Edition Bonus Features. Bonus Features. Where we just think of something to talk about and maybe make an extra episode if we miss a week. Totally. Uh, not even <laughs> if we miss a week. I mean, like, uh, just like generally, you know, you can think about it like... Uh, like the like the hyper focus on things we want to talk about. Like you, yeah. like you just mentioned on the last episode of Madden Edition, yeah. uh, that we went down and saw on the thirty five millimeter film, yeah. uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Over at the Queen. Olympia Film Society, yeah. if you're listening, and you live in town, go give them some support. Yeah, dude, those guys are fucking Volunteer awesome. run place. They do. They're like a staple downtown. Absolutely, man. show um, them some love. But Tarantino, we, speaking, of, has been a staple. At least yeah. uh, in terms of like my rotation of movies, since Absolutely. I was a fucking kid, basically. So, man, like just just to quickly preface, what to expect from this show? Matinee edition. Normally, we're gonna be covering news, maybe a movie review. This show, we're gonna try and focus on like specific filmmakers, exactly, or yeah. actors potentially. I'd say like specific filmmakers. We could hyper focus on like specific series. Like we want to talk about the Lord of the Rings. Like those Amen. movies themselves could be broken down. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like this will be where we. Uh, Put a magnifying glass on the topic. Yeah. Get our two cents out of it. Uh, Give you a bit it. more of that extra extra marinara, you know? <laughs> Splash it on top. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Quentin Tarantino, man. Like, he's He's been in the game for a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, and surprise... I mean, like, looking back, it's surprising to me that he's only made nine movies. Surprising. Uh, it feels well, surprising like... Surprising that he's only been... He's only been wrote and directed nine movies. Yes. He's been culturally significant in filmmaking for such a long time now, it feels and like. that was going to be my point, is that like he's he's been involved for so long, but he's stayed relevant the entire time. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people can fucking accomplish that. Filmmake, yeah, with such an evolving medium as filmmaking, mm-hmm. where you look like, we were, we were talking about 90s films uh, in the last episode of Mad yeah, yeah, Edition. Yeah. Like, he has managed to move through, like, Kill Bill and... Mm-hmm get all the way to now Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with different tonalities but they're all like his genre and they're, all, they're all Tarantino you movies. watch it and they're like oh they're of a ton of different genres mm-hmm. but they're all Quentin Tarantino yeah dude and there's again there's not a lot of people that can yeah. can make their own style like it yeah. just be a staple like I feel and, like the and, only ones I can think of Currently, I mean, the most relevant one in pop culture, I'd say right now, is Taika Waititi has, like, established his own genre, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Wes Anderson. Yeah. And definitely. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, definitely. Uh, and dare I say, Michael Bay. <laughs> 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 For all the wrong reasons. But. Damn that dude. <laughs> um, back to what we what For we sure, though. But, but, but Tarantino has, he's, I mean... He's done. He's done everything from fucking like quasi horror to like, yeah. you know, martial arts now to uh, as well as like just kind of touching on almost like that time period piece. Yeah, which, which, which once I upon, mean, once, like this movie was. Yeah, like, what spurred like, the conversation? Let's start off our feelings on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, again, like we were just mentioning, it's it's definitely a Tarantino movie. Yeah, I remember like that's kind of one of the things we both had to say right after that movie was done was that. 
like it the way it ends the way it progresses the yeah. way it crescendos I feel like it definitely was definitely what you oh yeah you forget almost by the time the movie ends yeah. you almost forget that it's a Tarantino movie and yeah. something fucking crazy is gonna happen yeah spoilers there's this there's this there's this tension <laughs> yeah. that constantly builds oh yeah and like I recently watched Kill Bill mm-hmm. again which and I just I just I just want to shut this out real yeah. quick I just remembered for the first time the other day the RZA fucking did the soundtrack and, did, and the score for those movies those two movies <laughs> Which like <laughs> like incredible work. Oh, around, so good. All around. But we were just watching Kill Bill. The other I was day. just watching Kill Bill, and it reminded me of how Quentin Tarantino does the building of tension oh, so yeah. well. Oh man! It was the scene where there's the band playing mm. in the club, and I was just like, "Oh shit, it's gonna hit the fan now." And it'd been a long time since I'd seen any of those movies. Mm. Like, oh t- here it comes. Oh wait, no, nothing's happening. They're playing another song. Here it's gonna it's gonna happen. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that was this entire fucking movie until the last ten minutes. Well, and that's the beauty of it is, and the it beauty would, of the story that they were kind of presenting. Yeah, was that from the outside, you think it's going to be a story about like Charlie Manson? And, yeah, and, you know, and, and, and it's his gang. Not. It's re- Charlie Manson's in it for like a like, thirty seconds. Boom, and then gone. Got he's gone. And I, I one of my favorite things about it is that. Um, it is I, I've seen people criticize that like oh it's about Sharon Tate it's supposed to be about Sharon Tate it's not again it I is a in my not. opinion yeah. a story that takes place adjacent to a historical event exactly Sharon Tate is a character yeah in this movie not but it's less she's less so played as a character and less so like this she's a she's an object of tension in the film yeah yeah, yeah. she's you know that something is going there's to happen there's very little focus on, on that story yeah but, but, but that's the whole thing like the well, I, think that's, I think that's why you forget that the that the end is so it will be some some sort of Tarantino ending. Yeah, is because you think the entire time that you know the ending to that story, but you don't. But you do not. But on and, on the and, way there, and it's so, played like a comedy for a lot of it. Oh, for sure. It's a fucking funny movie in a lot of parts. Yeah, especially with the. Uh, I think my favorite bit of it was when Brad Pitt was fighting Bruce Lee. Oh, dude. The actor who played Bruce Lee and was like, "My hands are weapons," and. If I fight you, I might kill you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like that was just fucking funny to me. I love that entire sequence, and a lot of this movie is played like a comedy. Yeah, I mean, the Bruce Lee scene was I can't. I, I it was all right to me. It, I, really? it was. It wasn't like my favorite part of the movie. For to sure. each their own. Uh, just because, like, I, I don't. That was my favorite part. Like, building I don't up know, until the end. I, I mean, I can't really speak of this person because I don't. I, I haven't read much about Bruce Lee's actions on set, but he never struck me as like a dick bag. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how they presented him in that movie. Yeah. Was like kind of like an egotistical star. Yeah. And I think I don't think that cred that gives much credit to. Yeah. Bruce Lee as a person. Well, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. If we're talking <laughs> it was about like, Bruce it was like a pretty fucking like. Not I think if you look at person. it isolated, I think but, it was funny. But but, def- but definitely in the context of like a fictional movie, I think, yeah, I think it was great. I think uh, overall the film, if you look, a lot of people could look at it and be like, fucking nothing happens in this movie. But ter- definitely, definitely like a Tarantino movie when you see like a, yeah, just like a stunt guy. Pull a quick one on Bruce Lee and throw him <laughs> inside of a fucking car. Yeah, which I did. It was the whole the whole context of these characters. I saw a great interview with um, with um, Tarantino where he was talking about how like every one of his movies has this like 
indestructible badass. Oh. So he chose to make it the fucking stuntman. Which is case. which is so great. Yeah. I, uh, he's perfect. He's the per- he's the quintessential Tarantino <laughs> hero because he does nothing wrong. Like, well, no, I mean, like, he's a shitty person, but he's indestructible. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, like, he's like Django in Django Unchained. He, you can't fucking stop him. He's yeah. a force of nature. Oh, man. Which brings me <clears throat> to, actually, my real highlight of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ending. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Because for sure. it builds to this crescendo, and then they're like, ah, let's not kill Sharon Tate. Let's go and get, go after these guys. Yeah. So and that's like one of the, that that's where that's where the movie like and I, like it's the perfect thing like that's yeah. where the movie like you realize like it's an alternate history it's, it's definitely not what you ex- like you're yeah. no longer in the movie you thought you were in yeah because they don't go after Sharon they don't go yeah. up Sharon Tate's driveway was it they the, go up they go up uh, after fucking they go into Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking house which, and, <laughs> which I love it the whole time. I saw the great comparison that the stuntman did all the fighting, mm-hmm. and then Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio came out with the flamethrower at the end and did the little work. <laughs> yeah, like he just <laughs> cleaned up the mess. Yeah, he. Um, I fucking love that sequence. I guess also the it's dude, so... the dude who was holding the gun to Brad Pitt and said, "I do the devil's work." Mm-hmm. That is what he actually said to Sharon Tate before he yeah. killed her. I, I, which, which that it was is like such an awesome which, little like little like. Not I love like there. shit's about to hit fan. I thought he was gonna die personally. Oh, for sure. I thought they were gonna ace him right there. I what a fucking funny sequence. <laughs> <laughs> the dog bites his arm, Dude, the and dog. then goes to the balls. The dog is so savage in that movie. That's exactly what a dog see, trained like that would do. Yeah, and like, did you see the the look? Quinter too is like Wes Anderson in some cases with like little details hidden that you wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. The dog food cans say like wolf's food, dog food. <laughs> And he's giving him this beast of a pit bull. Oh, man. And I, lo- I love it. I think the audience uproared in laughter and in joy when Brad Pitt drilled the girl in the face with a dog food can. I, I know you did. The, oh, for sure, dude. Like, And that's that's one of those the, like moments. You get, these are the, some of the joys of the Tarantino movies. You get those moments where it's just like sheer outrageous <laughs> fucking violence it's like holy shit everybody in the room is just fucking laughing and whooping and fucking clapping like like I was I whooped and I clapped when 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 fucking DiCaprio's character comes marching out and just (laughs) with the fucking flamethrower and just lights that fucking lady on fire in in his pool and you're just like which was a great it was a great callback to earlier in the film exactly with with him and he's like I do my own stunts with the flamethrower well they do do you like fried sauerkraut you Nazi bastard what was the idea like uh, don't you you introduce what's that rule Chekhov's gun you introduce the gun yeah you use it it will eventually go off we saw I, we that guy got introduced earlier in the movie and we yep. definitely saw it in the proper use I, I, I do love the scene where it's him messing with it he's like oh it's a bit hot yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's a fucking flamethrower <laughs> he's like is there any way we can make it less hot <laughs> oh man yeah. like, and so also what makes it even funnier is that Brad Pitt's character the stuntman during the entire sequence mm. he's tripping on acid oh yeah he dude, had like, acid dipped cigarette that was such a fucking trip. Like, just, just like, just to think, like, like, there's just so many layers to what's happening in that man's head right now. Also, I'd like to say, what a well-trained dog. Totally. <laughs> that was totally. a great dog. 
Oh man. Um, uh, again, the, like the pacing of that movie, man. Like it's slow. The mother of all slow burns. It it burns slower than some of the other Quentin Tarantino movies too. Yeah. And like, but but that just it it immediately makes up for its like, yeah. for its pace. In a, in a, in the last it, handful of moments. Because it satisfied everything. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that was set up in that movie that you wouldn't think would be set up yeah. was like, that's it. Yeah. There we go. Well, and Even, like, Brad Pitt fucking with um, the game, the, like, uh, Manson's, ga- Manson's cult. Yeah. Earlier in the film was paid off because they recognized him. And also, let's, let's talk about one thing about Brad Pitt's character. That yeah. They kind of, like, they don't, they don't further very much. Yeah. There's the whole mention of the fact that he killed his wife. Which they showed a little clip of him with the harpoon gun. <laughs> and, probably, and the reason, probably the reason, they were around the time that he did kill his wife, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's yeah, played, I mean, it's moment, played like nothing. In the moment, you like you the te- like the tension is immediately built. Yeah. And then they just don't they don't they don't give you a conclusion to that train of thought they yeah. just leave and that's such a nice thing to walk away with you're like which like, this dude's such a badass and you love you love him at the end of the movie but then like <laughs> he killed his wife like, this dude's just like oj simpson like, yeah he um <laughs> which it's the bruce lee part where he's fighting bruce lee and after the first round bruce gets pulled aside and the dude's like you're gonna fight this guy he's like why he's just a normal dude and like this dude fucking killed his wife and got away with it. <laughs> Which is such a fucking... <laughs> and it's played like nothing. It's very much if you weren't paying attention or you went and got a, got a bowl of popcorn. You like wouldn't a, know that that's... You wouldn't fucking know about it. Absolutely. But if you paid attention, it made the viewing experience better. Yeah. Which is just Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. It just builds into his character. It just gives us edge to his character. Yep. That, that wouldn't have been... That wouldn't be there otherwise. Which is yeah. so fucking cool. So I, I thought it was a great movie. I wouldn't be surprised because every Quentin Tarantino movie usually gets one if it gets a Best Picture nod. Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine at this point, like, I imagine he'll just get it just out of respect. Yeah. Real. Like the dude. The... I don't think there's gonna be like I don't see like Best Actor or anything coming out of this. No. I thought I all the all the actors they were, were they were good. <laughs> there was not a bad performance in this film. It would be a slap in the face if Leonardo DiCaprio got an Oscar nod out of this movie. Honestly, I'm not I love Leonardo DiCaprio. Job, he's just done so much better work. He's, he's done much better snubbed work. so many other times. Yeah. It would be like a weird Fuck. to get I thought this, I thought the Revenant nomination was bullshit. So did I. I thought that was the most random one to fucking pick. I know. I like, was like, pick Tom Hardy in that situation, man. Give him a fucking Oscar nod. He was so, like, Tom Hardy deserves a best best actor. Yeah. like Quentin Tarantino, make that 10th movie with Tom Hardy. Let's make him fucking win. I would love to see Tom Hardy in a Quentin Tarantino directed movie. Yeah. Which brings up, I mean, we are going into Tarantino Tarantino said he would make 10 movies right 10 movies this is the ninth. yeah I'm still holding my breath to see if he's gonna announce this it's gonna be a Star Trek movie I've heard Disney. that shit everywhere <laughs> I would love it but it, I mean I mean just because he's like helped write a potential Star, Star Trek script doesn't mean that like he wouldn't you know further have a hand I would it, just but, I would but, love to see a Star Trek movie with Tarantino isms but ju- you know? just to like list off the, the movies that he has done as writer writer I said the writer, director, and writer. The writer of these uh, movies. He started off in '92 with Reservoir Dogs, which is what a fucking start. <laughs> still, fu- a, still a fucking <coughs> start. '94 uh, with Pulp Fiction. Yep. He, uh, obviously, that, that movie's never going away. Never going away. Uh, I've a, we are we are standing mere feet from not just a Reservoir Dogs poster, but a Pulp Fiction poster as well in my apartment. Boom. Uh, let's see. He, uh, 97, he did Jackie Brown. 
Which, have you seen Jackie Brown? I've seen it. I love Jackie Brown. I was like half asleep the whole way through. The movie's <laughs> fucking fantastic. Uh, 2007 was his next... Oh, no, no, sorry. I skipped the, the Kill Bill, which was like 2003 was volume one, 2004, the next year followed up yeah. volume two. But those he count, he personally counts as one movie total. So that Yeah, that's my question. Is is he counting that or not? Because then it no. would be 11. No, he counts he's, He counts those as one movie. So he's going to make 11 movies. No, no, no. Well, he's he's only gonna make he's only gonna make. I mean, it, yeah. I guess technically, like by like release, like yeah. release to theater standards, like yes. But he, I, what I'm saying, I guess he considers that volume one and volume two yes. were just yes. part of one movie. So like his movie was one big movie. We got two Quentin Tarantino so, movies left. Well, so we got one Quentin Tarantino movie left because oh wait, we have so Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, uh, Jackie Brown. Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Uh, then we have uh, the Grindhouse Death Death Proof, which he directed and wrote. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, and Once Upon a Time. Oh Hollywood. fuck! It is so, nine. I yeah, totally so forgot about. Ja- I totally forgot about Jackie Brown. Honestly. Yeah, there, I mean, there's. Well, I, I'm surprised that he counts. I mean, like Death. The Death Proof is actually a really fucking cool movie. Uh, but <laughs> I think I'm surprised I, he, he counts that as like a like a fun because it was like it was released yeah. as a double feature with Robert Rodriguez as Planet of Terror. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I had no idea. Dude, it was such a that was such a that's, cool I think release. that's the one Tarantino movie I've never seen. That was like su- that was such a fun release because like yeah. that came out when that came out in theaters they did like a mat they did a, a fucking uh, well. Wow, what am I looking for in the middle of a show when they pause and let everybody stretch their legs? Uh, intermission. Intermission, wow. They did that during the Hateful Eight. Yeah, and, and they did that during these two movies because they were kind of like, it was meant to like be like play it. Like yeah, it's supposed to be a break. Which is like, which is, well, it was just fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, the Hateful Eight, like the Netflix had it up for a while as like their really fucking like, oh, intricate uh, fucking like multi-part series it was yeah like, it was like it the looked, seven parts yeah like listed as like a season of a fucking movie basically yeah because there's so many extended features they were able to turn into a seven hour short film which is intense <laughs> uh, I read a handful of things like seven like, hours like, of like, short like, films like the Martin guitar that gets smashed in the movie was actually like a, like an old ass fucking guitar antique yeah that, that pissed that, me that, off that the reaction that like genuinely getting smashed on, on camera was, was real which, which you see in a handful of like random instances throughout some of Tarantino's movies, like yeah. Django Unchained when Wasn't Leo it? smashes his fucking it's, hand. It's oh fuck, that's like, one. That's that some, room, dude. That room, like the like the that should have won him an Oscar. In that, my opinion, that scene itself, like the, everybody in that room, <laughs> was so in character. And, I and, love, like, and it was directly led by Leo's actions. Carrie like, Washington sure. in that scene, dude. Imagine yeah. the. F- I would. Like, she looked horrified in that scene as Leonardo DiCaprio is actually rubbing his blood all over her face. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, nobody's going to be stoked about that. <laughs> like, I, I saw something about DiCaprio. He was so invested in that role. He mm. didn't... If he went somewhere, make a coffee shop or a restaurant, and there was a black server, he got up and left. Oh, Jesus, dude. And he purposely didn't interact with uh, people of color for three months oh, man. before filming. That sounds, so they would become alien enough to him. That sounds so horrible. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> fucked up. Uh, it says his greatest commercial, Tarantino's greatest commercial success was with the 2012 Django Unchained. Dude. Which earned $425.4 million worldwide. Which, okay, that's a lot of money. But like we said in the last episode of Man Edition, Hobbs and Shaw broke $800 million. 
Yeah. Why the fuck isn't Tarantino making more money on this shit? Because I understand it's more niche. Well, it's more niche. It's a tour. I mean, even people that like let their kids go see like rated R movies probably sometimes don't let their kids go see Tarantino movies because there's like there. I mean, he's notorious for like excess. But then at the same time, I think there's so much excess in his style that it is like it's gotten better mixed since as he's aged. Yeah, absolutely. His excess has turned into like comical excess in some cases. Oh yeah. Uh, but he also says he also won uh, the Ca- the Academy Award for Best Screenplay for Django Unchained. Oh, that probably generates some hype for sure. I mean, like, I'm, dude, like the the man's career is nothing but hype. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's just hype for himself, one movie after a fuck another. So I, one of my favorite little like little fucking tidbits he did yeah. was that. Uh, it was like, yeah, it was this like four rooms thing. He was like a producer. That's all he was on it. But his name was like attached to it, which is what got me into it. It's like this yeah. kind of like, has just like it's one of those movies that just have different segments and it's just kind of like a fun fucking movie. Interesting. But uh, I never but, seen but, it. But there's like definitely like one segment in particular that you get this feeling that's like, oh, this feels this like is a Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's what's huh. great about him, though, dude. You Strokes totally, mustache. You definitely like yes. Mm. <laughs> this is this is a Tarant- actually, actually strokes my this is a, this is a Tarantino film, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like I mean, you definitely like I don't know, like even the mix of like a variety of different directors and storytelling, yeah. you still find that one that's just like oh shit. I mean, and you can see his impact on the filmmaking industry over a ton of different definitely. directors. Um, look at Edgar Wright, oh. who he lived in Tarantino's guest house mm. when he was do when he was writing Scott Pilgrim. Oh shit! And if you watch Baby Driver, which uh, yeah, we watched part of it together. Mm-hmm. That movie, when you really pay attention, it's a fucking Tarantino movie. Hmm. When you when you really look into the nitty gritty, he took so much inspiration from Tarantino's filmmaking, his style, his yeah. structure. It's made like a Tarantino film. The, it's the, it resembles like a fifty fifty Edgar Wright, fifty fifty Tarantino. He's somebody to fucking study. I mean, like when when and I'm no and by no means uh you know wishing this on Tarantino, but when he dies, uh you know he will be like he will go down as one of those f- like all time oh absolutely Hollywood directors that people like if the movie industry keeps as he's still going yeah. you know uh, yeah yeah will be like studied and absolutely people will try to like capture maybe, his fucking feeling Maybe again. Tarantino had something deeper to say about his foot fetish. <laughs> uh, really quick shout out, probably to his most important works. Uh, uh, a handful of really random television credits. I've, oh, just, I've just what we got that. here? Uh, 95, he directed an episode of ER. Probably, <laughs> uh, one, probably possibly one of my most uh, famous Tarantino uh, pieces of work. It's an episode titled Motherhood. Oh, <laughs> Whoa! Duh. That that must have been the like weirdest looking like pregnancy scene, like birth scene. Ooh, probably gratuitous. Wonder. Probably gratuitous. <laughs> probably. Um, okay, that's what I was wondering. So okay, Duff from dusk till dawn. So that's what. So he wrote that movie. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. You're so shitting he, me. <laughs> he, he wrote that movie. He also acted in that movie. Oh yeah. Like him and George Clooney were the main characters in that movie. Oh, I was. Fucking... Yeah, and Selma Hayek was in that movie. Yeah. Of Hikes. potential in humans fame, Ooh, potential in potential internals. He, oh internals, yeah, man. oh and that's also, a, and also that's an insulting mix-up. Rantha, Rantha fame. She's Rantha, 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 Rantha. What the fuck is that Rantha? religion up in up in up in Yelm? Oh seriously? Yeah, yeah, dude, she's like all up in that Rantha shit. She's been like no. Since, yeah, I want to do an episode of Coffee and Contemplation on Rantha soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, it out there. Uh, but yeah, so, so I mean, he had a hand in that, which like. 
kind of also in Ramtha. No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Ramtha, I'm joking. I'm joking. Still gone. Which also was like one of the first times that I got introduced to fucking Robert Rodriguez. Oh which yeah. Is somebody I would love to do another bonus feature on. Like he, Robert Rodriguez and, and Quentin Tarantino. Like they gave like they made excess artsy to me. Like they yeah. made excess fucking like cool. Like they made like ridiculous violence, yeah. ridiculous fucking dialogue, ridiculous fucking action and blood use. Like all they made it cool and yeah. not like fake and campy like you see with older fucking like like exploitation movies. Yeah. And that's what what Tarantino has slowly done with his career is he's made modern day exploitation movies. Absolutely. Which are fucking incredible, man. Yeah. I can't believe that like He's had he, he's like he's just kind of like been this director that's just made it through all the Hollywood bullshit and yeah. just still kind of like maintained to make dope fucking movies again yeah. and again and again and again. And it's like he's not getting caught up in the Hollywood bullshit either. No, dude. He like dips in every now and then and he's just like, hey guys, I made this fucking fantastic yeah. movie. Here it is. And then he's fucking gone he's for like, a handful of years. Yeah, and he's like, it's like five years between rele- releases it feels like. I mean, it's, just, it's like the dude just... I mean, I'm, Every I'm gonna be time, sad when he makes that tenth movie. It'll be bittersweet as fuck. Yeah, like, but he said it, dude. And he said he's gonna do ten and then be done. Like he just he doesn't want to overstay his welcome, which I can t- I can like definitely tip my hat to. Like, yeah. Hey, good on him. I, I think that's the best note. of it. Um, good artists should cut themselves off before they end on a bad note. It's Absolutely. like why Seinfeld ended at its peak. Oh man. He's there like it's not gonna get any better than this, so let's not let it get any worse. Worse. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Like <laughs> Seinfeld. Uh, <laughs> but real real quick, um between Kill Bill Volume One and Kill Bill Volume Two, what would you pick? Um they're one movie. Um <laughs> Kill Bill <laughs> Kill Fucking egg on my face, man. <laughs> Kill Bill uh <laughs> Another one movie, yeah. So. <laughs> Kill Bill Volume One, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough, man. You just like the pussy wagon. <laughs> that fucking truck, dude. I, I swear, I've seen somebody. I saw a replica of that truck, not in town Shit. here, but just like it was like probably somewhere too close to the county. Right. Uh, but um, um, how about you? Volume uh, One, Two. Yeah, I, I, I think Volume Volume One, Volume Two. They're both great movies. Yeah. Don't I mean, get us wrong here. But Volume One's just like it's just. I don't know. There's just a different pace to it. Volume two, you're really like invested in the character story. Volume one, you're just kind of like, what the fuck is happening? I'm yeah. following this lady around as she's like picking up fucking pieces. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd say volume one. Yeah. Like both. I mean, like I'd be. I mean, that'd be a fucking like a big commitment to watch them back to back. Absolutely. I, but I bet like there's something to be said about like it being it it, it being one story. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Like, Inglorious Bastards was another one from 2009 that he did. Yeah. That, like, oh, I that, love that, that like, movie. really blew up. Like, the the first, I feel like the first 10 minutes of Inglorious Bastards, mm. the scene where he's with the French farmer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Dude, the, is that is a master class in tension. The, 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 the tension. That is like a bomb about to fucking go off. Ooh, yeah. And, yeah, that's crazy. Personally, um, this is this... I mean, I know I have a bit of personal bias here. My favorite Tarantino movie is Django Unchained because I watched that movie and it made that is the movie that made me appreciate filmmaking. Oh, I mean, I could because definitely see that. I think that movie came out when I was like 15. 
For sure. When I watched it, and I was like, like very impressionable, like time to like see something like that fucking powerful. Yeah, too. like that I mean, like just like between the action. Exactly. Uh, no, no, you're good. Um, because you're right. You're saying exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. It's like there's the action makes sense. It is over the top, but it has fantastic performances. Yeah. It has thoughtful, thoughtful filmmaking behind it. It's at that point I was either watching Marvel films or Michael Bay films. I had shitty taste, and watching that, I was like. There's beautiful films out there. Absolutely. And speaking of, now we'll use that as a segue to get towards the end of this first episode of bonus features. Yeah. Uh, what other kinds of things can we expect um, from this kind of show? Like yeah. we were talking about a little bit at the beginning, but uh, I'm really hoping to like sit down. I want like we I want to use it as an opportunity to introduce things to each other. Yeah. Co-host of the show. Yeah. Uh, we talked about. I threw this idea at you, like uh, the Cohen brothers. Absolutely, I love brothers. that idea because mo- I've only heard good things. I'm not super film familiar with them. Exactly, and like I've know, watched like one of their movies. <laughs> we'll do some tit for tat. I promise, we'll sit down and watch the Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, we'll do. We- Talk well, about Tom Cruise. Well, again, like that'd be like a series to actually like we could actually like start yeah. talk about the start of it and talk about where it's at now. You know? Absolutely, I'm totally with you. Remarkably, it's been going for this long. You yeah, know? I think I think um, this is a fantastic medium to dive into. Like we could do like Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. We could get a bit more just in depth with some filmmakers that we thoroughly appreciate their work. Absolutely, I think it's great. Uh, and I think I mean, and one more thing, I guess. What what do you think? Tarantino's final movie is going to be um, like if, you could, if you could place it in anything what do you think it's going to be um dude I have no fucking idea what do you the, want it to be Star Trek <laughs> I mean or, it makes sense dude Tarantino or, hasn't touched space yet or let's make it I, I sort of hope he does like a weird super niche comic book film that would be that would be kind of cool let's um let's let's the wrecking crew Man, super <laughs> like something niche. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. How about you, man? How about you? Uh, Tarantino, man. I, w- I mean, I would love, I would love to see him do something modern. Do something yeah. like, do, like, tell me what he's, Tarantino fucking sees in our world right now. He's done period piece after period piece, or yeah. diving into different times. It's. I think. I think he has a real chance to do something interesting with this. Absolutely, man. I, I just can't wait to see what he does, as always, because that's a fucking Tarantino thing. Oh yeah. If you don't, if you can't, if you can't wait for a fucking Tarantino movie, then well, you haven't seen a Tarantino. Oh yeah. Movie. I think. I think I have the most appropriate way to end this. Thanks. For, thanks for the first episode of Matinee Edition bonus features. Here we go. That's it. Get out of here.